so we all know little boys and little girls are not identical. Like, right, there's a lot of big differences between them. And I don't mean like the typical, you know, little girls are sugar and spice and everything nice, and boys are, you know, snails, bells, and puppy dog tails. I mean, like, specifically, little boys' ability to just block out all external stimulus and just go into their own little world uh, whenever they're doing anything. Like, playing a video game, watching cartoons, um, just playing with toys in general. So what got me thinking about this was <clears throat> a little while ago, a couple of weeks ago, I wake up on a Saturday morning and uh, slept in pretty late. And as soon as I open the bedroom door, I just get slam dunked in the face with the strongest stink of shit I could have ever remembered smelling. It was like something landed and took a dump directly in my nose but it wasn't just like a regular dump it was like something ate roadkill that had been rotting and then threw it up and then a vulture came along ate it and then landed on my face and injected the poop straight down my nose and I was completely stunned obviously by the vulture on my face pooping down my nose but <clears throat> also by the fact that my son is sitting there wide awake on the couch playing a video game oblivious to this stench and it is just making my eyes water I'm choking and stumbling and like what is going on it's one of the little dogs is in the kennel right apparently they got into something and they got sick and they crapped all over themselves in the kennel and is just bathed in his own filth and the whole house just smells awful and he's on the couch you know no no he's no excuse of having a cold and being stuffy or out. He's uh-uh, nope. Perfectly breathing fine. And just tuned it all out. Just sat there until it wasn't his problem anymore. And <clears throat> I had said, man, how the hell is that possible? Now, I understand, like, we all go nose blind after long enough. But, like, how long do you got to sit there with that kind of level of grossness in front of you until you can just shut that shit off? And so that got me wondering, like, what makes um, boys and girls tick or guys and gals tick? And, and then also, you know, on that same subject, it was got me thinking about, you know, the whole uh, political correctness side of it. And, you know, people on the left side simultaneously uh, scream about, you know, <clears throat> science denial of, <clears throat> sorry, science denial of climate change. But they, they champion the... Uh, completely unsubstantiated blank slate philosophy of human development and reject any evidence of biological indications of influence on sexuality, gender, or preference of any kind, even things so explicitly clear as play behavior. Um, modern, modern psychology and fMRI have taught us that males use nearly seven times more gray matter than females, and females use ten times more white matter than their male counterparts. Uh, this helps explain why your husband can't be bothered while he's watching TV and your son can't tune out the house burning down until the fire burned through the power cables of his PS4. It also helps clarify why women excel in multitasking jobs, um, such as, you know, obviously homemaking, because it's really tough to run a place with, like, you know, multiple kids and dogs running around and a husband kicking trash across the floor and throwing his um, dirty clothes on the floor in front of the hamper instead of actually in the hamper. Meanwhile, you're boiling a bunch of uh, ingredients for dinner and, you know, other jobs that are, you know, a little bit more gratifying. I was going to say waitressing, but I was thinking nursing, right? 
Uh, nurses definitely require a, a huge attention span to multiple tasks at a time. Um, so do customer services, with a little bit less uh, <clears throat> consequence if you get it wrong, you know, than a nurse has. You know, fortunately, if uh, Karen comes into the CSR desk with a return and you get distracted by Bob and stalking, you know, the patient doesn't die. Karen might convince you that she's dying, you know, but she's not going to die. So women are hardwired to be able to divide their attention to more people and more tasks at a time. And this division of matter colors, brain matter colors, matters. <clears throat> Gray matter is localized wiring um, within, sorry. Gray matter is localized within uh, information and action processing areas of the brain. Uh, white matter is the networking tissue that connects the different processing areas together to put an, a, to put it in computer analog analogy terms men's operating system seems to be more focused around computational power and women's seems to be more focused around RAM it's like whatever kind of a gaming computer you want to build and, and don't ask me to elaborate on gaming computers because like, I don't build them I don't know so like if that's a bad analogy forgive me but that was the best I could think of in the difference of the way the two uh, brain tissues uh, interact. Uh, this difference in operational preference is why women tend to be more concerned with social issues too because you know, they're interacting um, on with more people more often and they actually are paying attention. Um, and this having to pay attention to more people combined with the specific chemical and uh, processes of different fe uh, the female brain uh, creates this uh, different psychology of women. For example, women process uh, more of the blood <clears throat> bonding and relationship chemicals oxygen than men do. The differences don't end there either. There are physical differences in the structure of men and women's brains making each more likely to participate and enjoy completely different topics and discuss different interests. Women tend to have a larger hippocampus, uh, the memory center of the brain, and unlike men who have only one verbal processing area on the left side of the brain, <clears throat> women have one located on each hemisphere of the brain. That's right, two verbal processing centers, one located on the left and one located on the right. And these traits combined give women a more in-tune perception of their emotions and experiences and ability to recall these experiences and memories more vividly with more emotional connection to them and it also gives them the ability to articulate these concepts um, or as those of us with wives and daughters know all too well dwell on them it's an it's why an upset guy might decide he needs physical activity to take his mind off the complexity of how he feels and a woman wants to talk about it these differences can be as simple as understanding why we simple cavemen enjoy humping a ball across a grass field and women enjoy watching a romantic movie. Uh, these very biological and profound differences in men and women's interests clearly explain the difference in the participation of STEM work and study by both sexes. Women are wired more specifically towards social interaction and are less inclined to find work in STEMs fulfilling or enjoyable. Uh, simply put, these are far, there are far less women in STEMs, not because of sexism, but because less women want to be in STEMs jobs. 
um, which should be at least to some degree a good thing that we have enough economic freedom that we aren't forcing women to work in a field they hate or find unfulfilling. Well, I mean, at least the women that, you know, have the uh, ability and education to, to get the jobs offered in STEMs, right, or the potential to get the education for those jobs. And it's their choice whether they want to sign up for that class or not. And that's not to say that there aren't plenty of people in both sexes working jobs they hate every day because they lack that economic freedom or edu to get that education, but that's an entirely different topic. Uh, however, in today's society where men and women are more equally represented, the gap of women and men in not just STEM's jobs, but all work fields uh, increased, right? <clears throat> yeah, the more egalitarian a t society is, the larger the differences in sexual behaviors or, you know, differences of the sexes and their interests. And this isn't some rant of a miso some misogynistic wife-beating hillbilly Trump tard, but instead those evil white supremacists at Science Magazine and the Journal of Science issue EAAS 9899. And this wasn't some localized isolated effect to specific Nordic countries either. It was a global study that compared uh, things like the gross the GDP and gender interest in 76 countries around the world. It was fact-based ideas like this that led to the unfair firing of the Google exec Sundar Piaci. Sorry, Sundar Piaci. <clears throat> it's events like this that expose the dangers of the cancerous council culture running rampant on social media. An army of ultra woke social jihadists using manufactured outrage to fuel their orgy of self-aggrandized political ideology rooted in the need for amplifying their political uh, ideas and the positive feedback loop of good vibes they get or the hate from likes and retweets and magnify it all for and, and focus it on anybody who's not towing the party line. Um, I like to think that this sort of non-factual motivation will inevitably uh, turn into the terminal cancer that it is and destroys this uh, cult of not-so-good intentions on the grounds that nothing rooted in falsities can really sustain for that long. Uh, when millions of years of human evolution are fundamentally in opposition to an idea, hopefully it doesn't stand much of a chance to survive for too long. I suppose the greater threat of that is the suppression of free speech and refuting voices uh, when colleges and research agencies are corporately funded, uh, you know, they're, they're, pro they're profit-driven, there's plenty of motivation from the top down to cave in to these demands and sacrifice the truth to the democracy of mob rule. Uh, effects of this isn't as low risk as some ultra-wealthy executive losing a cushy corner office at the top floor and revocation of his country club membership. This fueling of false narratives that the only explanation for the lack of gender symmetry is sexism can actually impact all of humanity and not for the better. And while in the short term, female applicants to jobs will be skyrocketed to the top of the resume pile and land good jobs in fields that they desire, there'll be dozens of very qualified male applicants overlooked for the every female. And this creates a deficit in the available talent where immutable characteristics are the most important qualification and not the merit of the individual, where the laws of probability indicate that the largest group of applicants would uh, most likely include the most qualified, we instead sacrifice the interest 
of scientific progress for the pacification of the mob, where technological advances in engineering or medical are put on the back burner and feelings brought to the top, meaning that we reduce the probability of making the most technological advances in important fields like pharmaceutical research, energy, and medicine by pulling the largest source of skill and talent and instead hedging all our bets on the qualified on the few qualified and interested women that want to apply to those jobs. Now, none of this should be misconstrued to imply that these women or women overall aren't as capable of learning about these fields, but instead simply that there's plenty of biological and psychological reasons there just aren't as many women interested in pursuing careers in these fields. While we should certainly keep these doors open to women and never discourage intellectual endeavor of any individual, we shouldn't hold companies and by proxy the vested interest of mankind uh, humankind hostage to the whim of misinformed and even disingenuous disciples of cancel culture. This is one of those points of irony where the same people who could spend hours lamenting about the evils of corporations and billionaires mistake what they perceive as power for what it really is, an invitation for billionaires and corporate interests to police their activities and thoughts even after hours. And the short-sighted believing that they will always be ahead of the power curve and the fickle masses and fluid arbitrary nature of political correctness will never sway in a direction that would leave them, their past tweets, comments, or likes on the wrong side of the mob. Or that they haven't once already said something that goes against the current culture and that's buried in a thread waiting for a media scanning program to pick it up and cost them their careers. And there's actually currently dozens of professional services that employers use to scan public and even private social media posts and content simply reacted to. Let's say you liked an Antifa main on meme on Facebook four years ago and now the software flags you as a possible terrorist costing you that job at the uh, big firm you wanted or a spot as a volunteer on your favorite political candidates uh, campaign HQ. But you never bothered to consider that because you were too busy enjoying the pats on the backs and the feel-good vibes you get from all the clicks and likes you got while you were watering the tree you would inevitably hang from. Um, and that could happen to any of us at any point given the future uh, of media and social media and this entire new frontier that we're all venturing into. But one thing that can be definitely said for sure is that there are some... Uh, booby traps waiting out there to come back and haunt us. And 4chan has done just such an excellent job of manipulating this and, and making it a perfect example of how they can create a narrative and then spin it on to Twitter as a prank and then watch Twitter or Facebook just spiral out of control and change the entire uh, perception of, of very casual things that are done, like the whole okay being a white power supremacy, or a white supremacy hand signal. Uh, that was all started on Twitter thread, and then the, the, the Pepe the Frog, uh, not Twitter thread, on a 4chan thread. This is all just uh, these really clever, smart trolls out there who see this vulnerability, and they just create a bunch of nonsense 
to spark a fire and watch people go mad and react to it and just eat each other. And they sit back and laugh, you know, because they're posting from anonymity. And the rest of us all just kind of pick a side and start arguing and fighting and tearing each other's throats out like a big bunch of rabid wolves that have been starving. And somebody finally threw them a fucking bone. You know, memes and Twitter, especially Twitter, is so so very low resolution. You know, went from 140 characters to 240 characters to try to explain these really advanced topics. And really, all it did was boil everything down to the lowest common denominator and made a complete bastard out of nuance. Right? It, it's simple as that. Like it removed our ability to process nuance as a society, and now. Everything we do is read through this filter of ignorance and then raked over the coals of um, incendiary comments. Everything is based, is made to just get as much of a reaction as possible. And we've lost the ability to analyze things and discuss it. And that's probably not by accident. You know, everybody was taught for years that you should never discuss religion and politics because it only breeds uh, you know, fights. It, it only breeds uh, discontent between people. And I think that that's a mistake. I think two folds here is that you have to learn how to speak to people about it in a way that's respectful. But we don't know how to do that because we were all raised not to talk about either of those things. Now, there's probably some long-grounded... Um, you know, there's some, probably some backlog to that, right? There's some reason why, because people are typically pretty violent and impulsive, especially the further you go back in time. Um, I know, like, we think about the Greeks and the philosophers and how they could just discuss great ideas and all that, but um, Socrates was executed, so you don't want to rely on that being, you know, your, your metric to go by that, you know, the Greeks and ancient... Uh, cultures were so much more enlightened and civilized because they sure as shit weren't. Now, by all standards of measurement, uh, modern civilizations people are quite a bit more civilized, and that's a good thing. But you know, we we certainly have a long way to go and a lot to get done. And boiling our thoughts down to 240 characters or a fucking Facebook meme isn't really getting us there like it's doing the opposite I mean I don't see how that's more obvious but these things are so addictive to people and so encompassing that they just and they're designed to be that way right they're designed to keep you more in tune longer and they're spending millions of dollars on each company's research panel just dissecting everybody's behavior and figuring out how can we make this more addictive how can we keep people more distracted looking at our screen than anything else in their lives and buying the shit we feed them. We are all unwilling, uninformed participants in the greatest psychological experiment ever conducted and it's completely ignored all the rules of ethical research. And everybody seems fine with it. And it's very disturbing and I'm kind of interested to see how it's going to turn out. I guess I don't have a choice to see how it's going to turn out. But I think it's something that we should all definitely pay a little bit more attention to. But what people tend to be paying more attention to is, you know, how much 
of a victim they are. Uh, there's actually, you know, with the current state of affairs and social uh, issues, right? Everybody's talking about social justice. And you see, I saw this uh, trending page going around where they were, take a quiz and see how privileged you are. So that way you can check and uh, measure your intersectionality. And intersectionality is really one of these things that bug me. It's the matrix of victimhood. It's the individual is the greatest minority. Intersectionality is applying group characteristics to an individual based on collective assumptions of what that what those individual traits should be in an attempt to elevate that individual above other individuals who lack the group traits while blaming other individuals for the traits that the intersectionalist decided were disadvantageous. Uh, which applying traits to individuals based solely on their race and by definition is racism. Yeah, I know there's other types like systemic and institutional, but that's still the core concept or definition of racism, all while offering no consideration to the traits that determine personal success throughout every culture anywhere around the world. Number one, wealth, right? And there's millions of immigrants from around the world that came to America in poverty and continue to do so. So generational wealth isn't a given to any one group. Right? And then intellect be number two. That's the second most important because when combined with number one, wealth, especially able to overcome the uh, gross deficits in the other three traits, the third one being personality, and that's your charisma and your ability to get others to cooperate with you, you know, by how well they like you, right? And then you've got attractiveness, and whether we like it or not, it plays a role in our daily lives and can compensate for a complete lack of uh, personality, and in some cases, even wealth and intellect, right? Everybody knows who the Kardashians are. Um, and then third, I'm sorry, fifth, your age, right? You're getting old. You're getting less attractive. You're getting dumber. You're getting shorter, uh, but you're probably getting more wealth if you're doing things right, or at least half-ass trying to, but your potential for new opportunities because your expiration date is coming up is limited. And these things can overcome for any of the other intersectionalist bullshit, okay? I mean, unless you happen to live, you know, pre-1968, you got a fighting chance. Unless you're deaf, dumb, blind, and poor, and then in that case, we should definitely help you out, right? Because you, you're really at a disadvantage, and you can't help it. And so that's, that's, a, that's a good not a good place to be, but that's a good point to start at which we should help people. But on the other side of that, if you are, you know, just um, a intersectional, uh, two-spirit, uh, Oompa Loompa unicorn gender, and you think that should give you some sort of special advantages above other people, it's not. It's actually because you lack the... Uh, trait of charisma and you're trying to substitute it with a gender identity that you made up and that's probably not the best way to make friends I guess there's plenty of friends out there to be made for you because like right this is a whole movement now so I guess you be you you've got some charisma for somebody I mean we're kind just not your kind sure fair enough I guess but to think that other people shouldn't be able to scoff a little bit about made up things like that is really not just pretentious, it's arrogant, and, you know, we see you. 
Anyhow, I think I've ranted enough for today, so uh, this is the Unstoppable Podcast. I'm Unstoppable, and see you later.